special guest about one of their most significant personal experiences. View our YouTube page to watch the video version of this podcast and access more of our resources. Hey, Crossroads, Pastor Luke here. Thanks for joining us again for Defining Moments. My guest today is Lisa Kaur. Lisa, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Sure. Um, yes, my name is Lisa Kaur. Um, I have been attending Crossroads with my family for about 12 years. Um, my family consists of my husband and my three children and whatever other children happen to be kicking around at the time that that changes um, time to time. Now, a lot of parents say something like that and they mean like someone who happens to be hanging out. But that's not always true for you. Are we going to talk about that more later or you want to just give, give you like a little explanation on that? The quick explanation is um, we are foster parents. So um, we have been therapeutic foster parents, which um, generally, well, it means a lot of things. Mostly in the day-to-day, what it means is that they tend to stay with us for long periods of time. So anywhere from a year to three years. Um, so we've, we've cycled through some kids, but now we've been doing it long enough. What we're finding is when the kids leave, there's another generation that's coming up too. So now we're into the um, babies and toddlers of okay. the kids who have, have lived with us. So... Okay, and I've had the privilege to know several of the kids who have been there. Uh, yeah. The last church I was at, you guys, your house at the time was pretty close. And In fact, I was on a softball team with your husband and both your brother-in-laws. Um, I was definitely the worst player on the team. Like, there's <laughs> no doubt I was definitely the worst, but I had a ton of fun doing it. Yeah, well, that was the, that was the main goal of it. Good. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're here to talk about a significant not necessarily the most significant, but a moment that has definitely left a mark on you. So would you tell us about what your defining moment is? So when you first asked me, um, the immediate um, significant defining moment that, that jumped out to me is, is what I'll talk about in a minute. But um, as the more and more I was thinking about it, the more I thought, gosh, my... My, my life is littered with defining moments. Um, I think that's not unique to me. I think that we all kind of yeah. experience that. Um, and honestly, probably every day I have a defining moment. And um, a lot of that just is how sinful I am. <laughs> and getting up and choosing today. Um, today I'm going to honor my husband and show the fruits of the spirit to my children and um, reach out to a neighbor. So sure. I, I, before I dive into my, my defining moment that I've chosen for today, I don't want to um, underestimate the importance of the, the daily defining moments because I think um, in a lifetime, those daily um, decisions and, and moments where, where you're at a, just a little crossroads can, can add up to, um, that's really to significant. That's really good. How about after this, we do daily decisions. We'll do a daily, daily series. Decisions. Come on for like five minutes. We'll give a daily decision <laughs> every day. Yeah. That's really, that's really good. Um, so, but if, if whoever knows me, I, you know, there would be no argument probably that my, my most significant moment was, um, was my cancer journey. Um, so, 
in 2014 when I was 39 years old. So now everybody uh, knows how old no, I am. No one's doing math. Um, this is not a math show. Not a problem. A- after cancer and, and uh, facing the real chance of death, you're actually celebrating extra years. They're all extra now. So um, I'm, I'm happy to... Happy to have more birthdays and be getting older. So a little, little shift in perspective there. Anyway, so uh, in 2014, I was um, diagnosed with colorectal cancer, and um, that started. Um, so now we have uh, BC, before cancer and, okay. and after. Okay. There's definitely um, an unmistakable mark in, in time for how life was before and how it was after. So You know, it's funny. I remember we were both at the soccer field. I think our kids were playing different soccer games, but we were back-to-back, and you were on the phone the whole time, which for many parents is like, so what? But you were always very engaged, very uh, not a phone person at all, and I was like, wow, she's on the phone for a really long And I'm trying not to be too nosy, but I'm like, I don't think, that's, that's not normal. That yeah. was, I noticed, I'm not right away, but I noticed after a while, like, mm, that's not typical. Hmm. That's interesting. And that was, I think the... Uh, the weekend before news went public, or but it was it was coming up very close to everything going public. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a it was a Wednesday. I had the testing. Friday was the the call from the doctor. So then that whole weekend was like you know just telling family, and it's not like you can just call them and be like, hey, how, how's it going? And and it just comes <laughs> up in conversation. You just kind of have to oh, drop it like a like a heavy rock, and so. Um, yeah, two things from that whole weekend was the the shift where, you know, the doctor called me and said, um, you know, let's let's make here's your appointments. Now, it was during soccer season, so <laughs> my three little kids were involved in everything and the doctor's just telling me when all these appointments are happening, not what's convenient wow. for me, what works for me, and I thought, okay, life is going to be different. That was my first indication and then that whole weekend was just calling family and, and letting them know. So. Wow. So, it's funny, I have a, I have a friend who uh, he had Hodgkin's lymphoma. He called his mom. He said, don't freak out. I have cancer, <laughs> which, of course, she then freaked out. He was like, you know, in retrospect, but how do you know how to begin that conversation? Yeah, it doesn't come up. Like, how, yeah, you, like you said, you're rocking. Just gonna, I'm going to drop this. Yeah. So you said you had three kids. How old are the kids at this point, roughly? Yeah, they're um, four, six, and eight. And then we had a um, an eighteen year old foster son. So. Okay, so the doctor has now given you this just litany of appointments. So how how does how does that period of multiple appointments go for you? Just a whirlwind. I, I think everybody yeah. would would probably describe it similarly. You you're just in a world that you hopefully are not familiar with. Um, Using terms you're not familiar with, and just um, just kind of figuring out all, all of the pieces to that. So um, just lots of appointments, lots of waiting, lots of phone calls. Um, so yeah, just kind of figuring out the best course of action to take. Um, and we actually went through a couple different doctors to determine the okay. the one we were going to, and got our got our. And so, in short, plan. for you, the course of action was. Chemo was um, so. <laughs> there's, yeah. I ended up doing all the things. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> all of the all above. of the things. So, um, for whatever reason, some some I'm kind of piecing together, and and some I'll never know. Um, 
I kind of just hit the every roadblock that there there was to hit. So okay. um, I just took the hard hard way for for every time. So so in a really interesting way. Oh, so so eventually you do end up dur- you end up back home in a recovery time, right? I think it was during recovery, but I'm not sure. This YouTube show is now part of you know Crossroads Online Campus, which really began right as I came to Crossroads, and you were at least at a place where you couldn't come to church. Yep. I don't know exactly where in a journey you were, but you weren't able to come to church. And my wife happened to point out that, like, well, what do we do at Crossroads? You know, this new church to us, there's all kind of for online. And go, well, we don't do anything. Yep. I go to Pastor John and say, okay, we've got to do something. There are people... Like Lisa, and I assume there must be others, but you were actually the only person yep. who I ever mentioned because you were the only concrete. I said, we've got to figure out something. We've got to make some kind of an online thing happen. So I started by buying this, like, $100 piece of hardware that plugged into a laptop, had no idea what we were doing, how to make, and uh, eventually we, we were hosting on our website. At one point, there was a password behind. I don't know if you were there yet, yes. but there was, yes. like, a password, and production values were low. Yep. Audio was in and out, but... Anyway, all that is to say that somehow we ended up here at this place, and I'll be honest, we were more ready for COVID than we would have been if we hadn't started that process. Mm -hmm. Also, the building of the campus, which didn't open, we were more ready to make the shift because of things like that that had we thought were for something else that ended up being used different ways like this, which I think is probably similar cancer not that it not that it's like oh it's so good that that happened but on the other side you're able to use it so could you maybe come up with some ideas or or remember some ways that the the cancer experience is redeemed I would say not that it was like oh I'm so glad this happened but something that kind of came out of it yes well first of all I want to I want to talk about the that YouTube because um that was top secret so, like, we did not want word to get out that you could look at church online. And I want you to know, nobody heard it from me. I believe so it. So that, that link Thank did you. not get out because I sent it to anybody. So just wanted to clear Thank that up. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, absolutely, um, God redeems. And I can't sit here and tell you that I totally understand it all and that it's all just been wrapped up with a – in, in a pretty package, tied up with a bow. Um, but absolutely, he, he redeems so much. Um, there's so many, you know, there's so many gifts that have come out of it. Um, a lot of that is the, the work that's been done in me. Um, that honestly, I didn't even know it needed to be done. But, but the um, again, the before and after is just, um, there's a lot of beautiful things. Um I have been able to step into other people's cancer journeys. Um, and I'll tell you, honestly, I used to be one of those people that I don't even know what to say. I'll probably say the wrong thing, so I'm going to go the route of saying nothing <laughs> okay. and maybe even just avoiding them. Um, so that was my that was my response before. and And now it's just such a comfortable thing for me to to step into that it's comfortable for me to to look them in the eye and and talk about death and and the pain and and the experiences and um I just think that that's a gift and and that only came because of the the years that um that we went through things 
when you are doing that, when you're having that conversation as, I hate to say, for the experienced veteran to, mm. to, the, to the newbie, yeah. do they seem to respond well to that? Is that a helpful, I mean, is it like, a, oh, here's someone I can talk to? I think it's like anything that you've, um, so for instance, you, you mentioned softball before. You you and I can't talk, uh, I, I can't talk knowledgeably about softball. I, I uh, There's a whole other story from my softball experience, but um, knowing that somebody gets it, um, I, I joked with my husband at one point, but it's, it's a little bit true um, to a certain extent that there's very few people that have more um, street cred than I do with the cancer. Um, if, if they have more, then they're probably not around. Mm. Um, so having somebody who understands it and can, um, can you know they understand it, I, I think is helpful to right. be able to, to talk about things. And like, I, I know that you understand this because I know that you walked it. Wow, that's, that's really good. You know, you, you said something, I'll probably say the wrong thing. And I usually say to people, like, you know, you probably won't say the wrong thing. It's not, however, one thing you never say is, oh, I know how you feel when you don't. Right. But having actually being able to say, you know, I, I really do know how you feel yeah. is, is a very valuable thing. Yeah. That, that being said, it's, you know, I always have to be careful because um, this is everybody's unique journey to, to walk through, whether it's cancer or anything else. So um, I, I, I always try to be careful to let them do some of the discovering on their own too, because, you know, God has different things to show them Interesting. as well. Wow. Um, so is there anything that you would, and I know that we're not in a personal conversation with someone who might be there, but is there any kind of just maybe vague or, or big concepts you would give to someone who's finding themselves right now even just facing, I, I imagine there's that time, it's probably the worst when you get the first test and you're waiting for the result, but don't yet know what it is. And the, well, then your mind is going to go to the worst. Your mind is going to go to the absolute. You know, it's, well, what, kind of, what kind of input might you give to someone in that scenario? Um, so this, um, I, I'm only going to say this because it's just completely true. Um, I, I don't want it to come off as super Christian or something, which I'm, I'm afraid that it might. But when I first found out, the, the very first thing I did was um, do a Google search. <laughs> so, of course, yeah. um, that's exactly what they tell you to not do. And it took me about three minutes to realize why they tell you to not do that. Um, and so I, I just remember shutting my laptop and saying, if I have time to, to read and do this Google searching, I'm, I'm actually going to apply that time to, to my Bible and, and figure out what, what's in there because what I'm going to find on Google, I already know before I've even stepped too far into this journey, that's not going to be strong enough to, to hold me up for, for what's about to happen. Um, and, and that's what I did. Um, I, I didn't do another Google search. I, I didn't read about it. My, my husband went deep into the woods with all the, the research and, and all that. But um, I just, and, and I tried to find a verse um, before, before here because there was, um, you know, I thought, well, yeah, there was, you know, I'll just find a great verse. And my Bible's just marked up with so many different dates and stuff of, of unique things that God was showing me at that unique time. 
Um, so I couldn't even pull one that was like, yeah, this, this was my verse for these two years that we went through this. Um, and so that just points back to how, how, you know, the Bible says it's alive and active and it really is. And, um, when you're putting the time in to, to study and read, God's going to bring those things back to your remembrance when you need them. And it has a whole different meaning than the time you read it two years ago. Right. Um, and that happens constantly. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so true. I got to say, I would be that Google guy. I, w- I would not be able to resist, which probably most people aren't. No. And I'm also not sure I'd be able to be like, you know what, never mind, let me close this laptop. I, have, I think I might spend a, a while. Well, maybe you, if you'd read what I'd <laughs> That's true. That's true. I might. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's, it's a gift that I'm here for sure. So. So then when did you begin to feel like you had turned the corner or, you know, out of the woods? Or, or do you feel it? Maybe you don't feel that way even still. Um, well, I get I get tested regularly, and, and my doctors continue to be pleased with what they're finding. So um, it, it's, it's never going to be a, a done, like, check it off the list. But, um, yeah, it, it definitely took some time. Um, but probably... It was probably three years okay. before it was was feeling um, like okay, we're we're good, we're doing doing life again. So, wow. I mean, we only went through half of that in quarantine and lockdown, and for, uh, to do the whole thing over again is not quite the same. But that's my probably my closest analog to understanding. That's yeah. It was it was actually a lot of similarities when I when quarantine and and COVID started. Um, one of my initial responses was wow, people are going to be able to learn a lot of the things that I learned going through cancer without going through cancer. And so I, you know, we, we won't spend the time here, but there were a lot of parallels um, wow. that I that I noticed. So, hey, if you could pull some of those lessons just from, from COVID that everybody had to do anyway, then. Um, That's really interesting. Yeah, there's some good, there's some good stuff in there. Do you feel like it helped your you navigate your family through quarantine? I don't want to say better, but at least having more familiarity with the process? Um, well, I have uh, tweens and teens now, so <laughs> there's nothing easy about, um, you know, maneuvering my, my family through things. But for sure, they, they, know, they know what hard is. We've, we've done that before, so... Um, we were all very familiar with you got to you got to stay in the house because there's dangerous germs out there so <laughs> that part we we definitely understood wow. so yeah, I'll, I'll bet okay so as we wrap this up i i, I kind of started to t- touch on this but do you any any kind of final comments or final thoughts um any advice you would give to someone who who is in your same shoes again, we kind of already touched on, but any just last, last ideas or last things you want to communicate? Um, yeah, I would say, um, it's, it's a lot of trusting God, a lot of, um, just, you know, choosing to, to believe that what he says about himself is true and, um, just, just trusting that he's sovereign and he's in control. I think we, all learned that in in 2020 right we're not in control and so um leaning into the fact that that he's sovereign he's in control and he's so good and kind um 
those are important. In the process of learning that, did, did you find that you kind of was up and down, that you were had days that were, okay, I'm really feeling good, I'm, I'm feeling pretty trusting, God's in control, and days where it... Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and my understanding definitely, you know, some days I was like, this is great. And, and, and so many days I was like, this is so hard. And, and, you know, like I said, at the beginning, I kind of, I did all the roadblocks, you know, and just at at every turn there, there was an easy way. There was a hard way. Me and my body took the hard way at every time. So, um, that got defeating and just, you know, you think that I'm, I'm trusting God, I'm doing this. And, um, why, why, why are we doing it the hard way every mm-hmm. time? Um, and, and I don't have answers to all of that even still. Um, but I, I know that he can be trusted and, and he's good and kind. And he brings it all back around to use it um, for our good. And, and I've, seen that, I've seen that played out in, in my heart and in my life and um, in, in the ways that, um, that I've been able to, to walk with other people too. That, that is, I mean, it's so, it's so real. You know, I've been in situations where I had to really try to trust God. And I remember growing up in church and people are like, you know, trusting God. And I always felt like it was like this light switch kind of thing. Like, okay, trusting in God, <laughs> not trusting in God. And that if you somehow were struggling in trusting, if you were having ups and downs, it was like, oh, well, you're not, you're not doing it. You, you have failed to trust. And it, I think only with personal experience to realize, like, no, it, it's, it's up and it's down. And, and you're trying to stay up and you're trying to learn how to be up more than down. But there's, there's, yeah. no, there's no foolproof way to say, like, oh, from now on, you will never have a struggle or a, a temptation to. Well, that goes back to our, you know, at, at the beginning, talking about the, the dailiness of it. And, you know, you don't trust, decide to trust this morning, go to bed, and, and tomorrow it's carried over. At least it, that's not for me. It's it's a daily decision to, um, despite what's what's going around, and, you know, pick your heart. We, we're all doing it. Not everybody's had cancer, but, right. gosh, life is hard. And... Um, and, and so despite what that hard is to say, today I choose to trust, today I, I don't necessarily understand, but, but I'm going to obey and, and, and put my trust in God because um, I, I love that verse in John that says, you know, where, where else would we go? Like, what, what else is there? Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Well, Lisa... I know that I speak for many of us that we are so glad to have you here. You know, it was it was an interesting journey, even for people who are in the periphery. But, you know, we were praying, and, and we believe God still has a plan. He still has purposes. And, and seeing your family taking part in that every time. You know, our, our church is made all the richer for having you guys as part of the community. So, yeah, we're, we're thrilled that's to a, have you. That's uh we, you know, that goes back to COVID also. I think we've all learned that, hopefully we've learned that, that just the gift that community is. Um, the, the church just just surrounded us immediately. We had, we had food on our doorstep, just uh, so many things. There, I just, I know that the, the weight of the journey was, was lifted from me in, in large part um, by, by the prayers. And um, so, 
there's there's a there's a difficult side to community, but um, the the beauty of it and and the gift of it is is so worth it. Um, we need each other. We need to we need to reach out and and have community. I couldn't I couldn't say it better. And so I'm going to close this up in prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. God, thank you for the blessing of community, of being in your house, of being online amongst each other, amongst fellow believers. God, I pray that you would be with Lisa and the entire family. God, that you would bless them and use them. God, I pray that you would continue to help them draw closer to you. God, I pray that your spirit would fill their home. God, that they would know your peace and your protection, God, that they would know the joy of being with you. God, I pray your blessing on each and everything they do. God, I pray that you would be with every person who watches this video, wherever they are, whatever life circumstances they find themselves in. I pray that they would know that you are good and that you are trustworthy. And Jesus, we ask it in your name. Amen. God bless you, Crossroads. We look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.